Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Welcome to episode two of The Usual Podcast. This is a brand new podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your slightly stuffed up host, Marshall, and with, with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, Will. Hello. So before we get started, as usual, if you, as usual, that's kind of funny, if you have comments or questions <laughs> or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook at The Usual Podcast. You can also reach me on Twitter at Darth Pops, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Of course, please take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes and like us and share us on the social medias. Hopefully by now you're listening to this, we are on iTunes. We're still waiting. All right, let's start with section one, the SWOTOR section. Uh, we will start with Will and your weekend game. So, Will, what you been up to in the SWOTOR universe? Um, well, it's been a busy week with school, actually, so it's basically just been trying to find a, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there in the library and whatnot, so... Um, for me, it was just a lot of reputation and crew skills, where you just jump on and send everybody out, and you know, do your dailies and collect reputation. So, I uh, I think I did the Yavin dailies four days this week, and uh, so I've actually gone over the max for the week and and kind of stashed some uh, some for tomorrow, well Tuesday, so I can uh, you know uh, I'm on the last uh, level of it, so. I'm there, and I've been spending quite a bit of time on the guild ship, uh, collecting um, the the tokens that come out of the uh, slot machine. Oh, I forgot we had a guild ship. Yeah, <laughs> haven't been on so there in a while. The, uh, the free, <laughs> I think it's what the free booters or the free. I forget what sure. what the the rep is, but it's one of the uh, the cartel pack. Uh, is the contraband one? Isn't tokens it? that are coming. It's one of them, I can't remember, but I've just been going up there and collecting those until I finish for the week, and then I'll wait until tomorrow and do it again. Just been working on crew skills other than that. What do you, what do you work, what are you doing crew skill-wise these days? Um, well, since uh, 3.0 hit, you know, everybody's got to go up to, to 500, and so, you know, I already did that with my two or three main ones, but now I'm going through, you know, all eight of my tunes and making sure they're all maxed out on every, every single one, and... Uh, you know, I'm going around and, and doing it to collect mats for, um, uh, for you know, new uh, schematics and whatnot. I'm trying to collect all the the, vet, the Vectron um, crew skill speeders right now. So I've gotten about four of them so far. So. <laughs> it's like you're a completionist or something, dude. <laughs> uh, really? In no way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I already have that uh, reputation maxed out because for a while I actually had a couple bucks and I was buying a bunch of packs, so... Pretty sure I've got that one maxed. I've actually got a couple contraband reps maxed out, but that's just because I threw money at the game, not because I was pulling slot machines. But anyway, well, now that I've got all of my tunes over on the same server, whenever I get my uh, my cartel coins for the month, my monthly stipend—that's what it goes towards. Now is is uh, the packs. Anything else you do this week? No. How about you? What'd you do? Uh, you know, honestly, not too much in game. I've been kind of working on this whole website podcast thing. It um, it turns out it takes a little time and effort. So, (laughs) wait, wait. You think podcasting is work? Jeez, it's weird, right? (laughs) 
It's it's the fun kind of work, man. I'm I'm learning how to do all the things, you know, trying to figure out how to get things in the iTunes and editing and all that stuff and fixing technical problems and uploading blogs and that kind of and that kind of thing. It's it's been fun. It's been a long really fun week. Are there any podcasts that you're listening to to uh, to help you uh, learn how to do this stuff? Um yeah, actually. I listen to the podcast method. That's Dan Benjamin. Um he has this new show. I think there's five episodes. Um and he's, I, I should give him a little shout out. Um, that guy, he's been podcasting forever. Uh, and he just has tips, everything technical to content, to everything is really sweet. Um, you know, Tio gave me a couple hints too on editing over at Utini Cast, which was helpful too. I gave him a shout out last week and I don't mind. I always like shouting out to Tio. He's a cool guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's all kind of coming together. We're getting some content up. The Facebook page is, is popping. So um, you know, like us on Facebook yeah, and all that. To, uh, we're up to 166 likes in the last three days. Yeah, I'll take that. Shoot. Me too. Um, so we could always use more though. So go to the uh, Facebook slash the usual podcast. Yeah, shameless plug. More of that. Yes, more likes. We like to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes to be liked. Exactly. Um, and another, you know, while we're shamelessly plugging, I'm actually starting another kind of more comedy focus uh, podcast with a buddy of mine, a colleague of mine. Uh, we've been putting up some content on the facebook page so how do you do that you're not funny well you know we'll see uh he's funnier than me no (laughs) don't tell him i said that um no we (laughs) we sit around most of the time bsing at work and and we make we make each other laugh we make other people laugh so we're just gonna we're gonna roll with it record it see what happens it'll be fun so uh i'm looking forward to hearing it yeah so as far as in the game bounty hunter i got her up to 58 i think that's about right, 58. And, you know, after our conversation last week, um, I was feeling like, I don't know, like maybe I wasn't a very good, I've been playing for three and a half years player. So I started working on some of my companion affection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was plugging away. I Actually, I realized I have my both my sniper and my assassin maxed out. But that's it. So oh, I was nice. wor- I was working on my my uh, my bounty hunter, just kind of throwing the low level stuff at. Uh, I I am smart about it though. As I as I do crew skills and all that, I do keep all of those tokens. So you know it'll happen. I just haven't done it, and I want to do all the cutscenes and stuff too. So I'm working on it slowly. That was kind of what I was doing while I was doing all these other things. So just kept throwing gifts and working on other stuff. So. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that I'm uh, almost maxed, when, you know, whenever I get ones I can't use, I'll just send them your way. Yeah, that's what that's what friends are for, man. Um, <laughs> all right. So other than that, like I said, besides work on the site and everything, I haven't done too much in game. Uh, I'd like to try something new though. Maybe since neither of us have seen a couple of those early, early op- operations, I thought even though we do play mostly solo, we get together over the weekend and run through one maybe. You know, see if we can duo it. Yeah, we should be able to. We should be able to two man some early operations. I would think. Yeah, theoretically, we'll see. Um, you yeah, know, we'll especially if we have companions with one nine two gear. You know, so absolutely. All right, so let's jump into the news segment here. Um, the main thing, besides, well, we do have an update uh, for three point one coming up, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, one of the big things in the community right now was the exploit, and everybody was sitting around. When we're talking about the 3.0 expo- exploit where people were jumping in and looting the boss and getting away without, you know, killing the boss. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who in the right <laughs> mind would do such a thing. But 
Um, so anyway, we finally Bioware came out and kind of Eric Eric Musco posted and basically said they are taking action. Um, and I think this is a good good president here. So I think what they did, the main thing they did was they notified the most egregious uh, exploiters, and they could have got up to a permanent ban or a week suspension. Let's see, they removed credits. They're taking the uh, inappropriately obtained high-end gear and crafting mats. And then some people could actually receive a permanent suspension, including suspension from the forums. So I don't know, man. I know I know we don't do some of this operation content, at least not consistently like some of these guys. But exploiting has always been a big deal in MMOs. I don't know. What, what, were your, what was your take on that? Well, you know, two things here. One is, one, I just don't do operations. So, True. you know, I didn't even know the exploit was happening until after it had been, you know, dealt with. So mm-hmm. it didn't really affect me at all. But, you know, just with the exploits anyways... I don't partake. Yeah. You know, I, just like anybody else, whenever they say, okay, we screwed up and here's a, something you can get from a vendor for one credit for a max of 50 items. Yeah. I'll go and get that because you know, it's just stupid not to take advantage of that. <laughs> and that's, but, a, that's usually a um, result of, where, of an exploit. That's pretty, or a bug. That's pretty sweet. Exactly. But for an exploit, you know, it's just, it, there's no, I mean, I figured the stuff that you would get from it, I'll get to it eventually, especially since I'm a completionist. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm with you. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm one of those people, I don't know, I, I like to play dark side in video games if given a choice, but I don't make real life dark side decisions. I honestly, I just, if it feels like cheating, I'm not going to do it. I mean, right. that's just that's just my take on it. So, I mean, if somebody called me on the fleet and was like, come to the end of this operation and take all this loot for doing nothing, um something doesn't feel right there and I, I just definitely wouldn't even bother. So I'm glad they are taking action. I know in the past they didn't, especially with the Nefra exploit um, a while back. And, and that was a big deal to the community. And I think a lot of people kind of felt like they could just, you know, exploit away because Bioware wasn't going to do anything. And I'm really glad they're doing right. something. And the people who did it know who they are. So I, you know, I, I think more power to them. Right. I agree. So let's move on to, uh, we got an update actually today. Uh, as we're recording this um, earlier today, another B from the community um, has been Bioware's transparency and how soon they tell us about upcoming content and that kind of thing. And Tate Watson came out on the forums and basically said, look, we're going to give you guys the patch notes early. You know, obviously it's subject to change, but we're going to give the 3.0 patch notes uh, a little bit of a, of a peak. So um, I, I, I think this is a good move. Uh, what do you think? Um, I you know. Again, I think they usually give out pretty good information on a steady basis. I mean, you always kind of know months in advance that major things are going to happen on the weekly basis. It really doesn't, you know, strike me as a a need to know as soon as they know sort of thing. It's kind of like a Christmas morning every time a patch happens and I look at the patch notes. I'm like, oh, that's kind (laughs) of cool. Let's uh, let's go see what's going on there. And and a lot of and and you're right. And a lot of people don't care as much but the you know the vocal folks they just you know i don't know if it's even the vocal ones it's really just people that want to know that there is content coming and what to expect and you know and and bioware has not not been good at this and and it's nice to see him kind of uh trying to make a change so one of the things tate said i'll just read this here he said there are a lot of stipulations that come with this however we definitely want to get this information out to you we also see how this information can cause problems when things don't that are listed don't make it into the patch or on the opposite side of the coin when the preliminary notes don't list uh, 
something you expected, wanted to be in the patch. As such, I've compiled some answers to the questions I think that might come up. So he just kind of goes in, you know, why isn't this bug being addressed in the patch notes they, they put up and that kind of thing. And they're just like, look, everything is subject to change, which with any patch notes or with any patch notes that they give ahead of time, of course, anything can change up to the moment of the patch. So um, I don't know. I think this is a good move. So what I wanted to do is just run through some of the things that jumped out at me. Um, one of the things we won't cover probably on this show, unless we have a guest on, is, uh, you know, class changes and stuff like that. That's not something we focus on. Um, but some of the big things as far as the community and events and, and some minor changes, quality of life stuff, we're definitely going to touch on. So I, I just picked out a few things here. Update 3.1 is called the Conflict on Rishi. Um, so the first thing listed here is Ranked Warzone Arena Season 4 has begun. So, you know, I know you don't PvP much. I don't PvP much. I definitely don't do Ranked, but I know the PvP community uh, loves when a new season starts, so I'm glad that's happening. Um, new Legacy Unlock. We did t- touch on this last week, but let's let's stay here for a second. The improved mounting thing. Um, so now you can summon any vehicle or creature mount while moving. Is this something you... I'm I think if I remember right, that. it's 2 million. 2 million credits, I think. I, I would drop two million on that just because it's you know I, I, I just yesterday I was doing the Yavin dailies and it was time to start running to the next you know little thing you've got to click on for the perimeter thing and I was like okay I've got to stop and stop and I'm out. Like, I would just much rather keep running and jump on my bird <laughs> and so you're not gonna buy rocket boots still come on bro. I would no. I'd much rather have the improved mounting. <laughs> no, the mounting thing is awesome. Rocket boots are limited. Um, one of the things I, I mentioned in a post that I did on the site um, this week was, you know, my idea to you know we talked about it last week, but just to be always on rocket boots, I think would be badass. But that's just you know, I wish. So um, right. Let's see what else. So new hard mode flashpoints are coming. Um, I'm definitely not there yet. I have done the story modes. Um, I definitely want to get do more flashpoints. I know I don't do a lot of. Group content, but I really want to. I like these flashpoints. So, um, okay. Actually, I want to touch on this for a second. The whole sure. group finder thing. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly a solo player, but like we, we mentioned last week's episode, there are specific flashpoints that I need others to join me on. You know, yeah. For example, Aurora Cannon or the uh, the macro binocular quests at the end. Right. right? So well, those like are that. heroics, but yeah, but, still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they don't give you. I mean, there's the option on the group finder screen for those yep. because under you can do planet group finder for section X or, or black hole. But once you level out of it, they don't let you have the opportunity to select it again. Right. And I'm like, that's frustrating for me where I would think at least give us the opportunity to, 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 to group up for that content. Well, I think that's where, um, uh, I think that's where a mentoring system would come in handy. You know, and if they let you queue for that. So, like, if I was a level 60 and you were, you know, on Balmora and wanted to do a heroic, you know, we could group up and then jump into the group finder and grab, you know what I mean? And and I would be kind of scaled down to the other level. Um, I think that would be something they could do, but they haven't really talked about a mentor system yet in this game. So, we'll see. Yeah, because, well, I mean, they, they do the, the buffs for when you get put into war zones that are that are higher than you. Why can't they you know, decrease the people that are higher. Well, yeah, and, like, and, you know, it basically, like some people have said on some other casts, you know, it's like a reverse bolster system, or like what they do on McKeb with the GSI boost, you know, just flip it. But, uh, obviously, exactly. we it sounds easier than it probably is, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it might be something worth doing. Um, I don't know, I'm... But I think that's important. If you're, if, if you're going to focus on 
you know, having content that is required for you to meet up with other people. Yeah. For example, I mean, most flashpoints, once you level out of it, you can go back and solo it. Sure. But these are physically impossible to do because you need them to do certain functions. Right. If you're going to do that, then you've got to make it available to, to group up for those of us that don't easily group up. Or it might be kind of cool if you could do it with two people. Uh, for instance, you and I run in there and the companions, you know how you can send them halfway across the map to loot something. Why can't you right-click and say companion touch? You know what I mean? Then at least, exactly. And then at least you'd have... You know, chop it in half, so at least you could just get it done and bust out that weekly. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what they do. Obviously, that's not high on their priority list. But, um, yeah, well, for me, it's not about the weekly. It's actually it's part of the basic gear quest. True. And true. With the macro binoculars one, I've had the macro binocular and the secret droid down to the last heroic fours for right. I'd say a good seven eight months. Well, we'll have to fix that. I think I have them still too. Let's 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 fix that. We'll, we'll figure that out. All right, so we also have the Grey Secant has returned from its travel. So basically the Relics of the Gree event um, uh, is going to start from February 24th to March 3rd, um, which I'm stoked about. Obviously, they postponed this. Um, they were scaling it to level 60. It was supposed to come out when uh, around 3.0, uh, and it didn't. Um, I don't know. Do you, ever, do you ever do the Gree? I like the Gree. I do, and I'm excited about this since you know I've been focusing this week on reputation, and I'm a little bit behind on the the Gree reputation. So um, yeah, I'm so close to maxing know, that rep. This is yeah, this is one of the few things that I like the passionate for is the upcoming events. Yeah, so I can you know just try to plan my my personal life into getting this in there so I can try to devote some time to it. Exactly. All right, so just some general stuff. There's only a few more things we're going to touch on in the patch notes, but uh, the ship droid. Now, this kind of came out of nowhere. And again, this is for, slated for 3.1, uh, obviously subject to change, but this says the ship droids can now equip one-handed blaster pistols in their main hand. Now, before, before, before we dive into this, because this is hilarious, what always bugged me is you have this stupid droid who, I don't know, I know people don't like it, I like when he's showering me with compliments and painting my ship and fluffing my pillows. I'm all about it. But, you know, in the beginning of the game, I, 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 I mean, this is years ago, I pulled him out and I tried to put, give him a weapon. And he just, he, he doesn't do anything. He'll heal you, but he won't do anything else. Uh, right. So is this worth changing? I mean, why hasn't it been changed already or what do you think, dude? I think it just basically turns him into a, a weak HK. <laughs> or a weak Scorpio, a secondary. Because you know you can, because you you can outfit it as as regular droid equipment. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, what's what's to stop it when you get a, a devoted Alloy's droid set and throw it on the the ship droid? Yeah, he might be he might be more badass and and fluffing your pillows. That's amazing. Exactly. Well, and giving you foot massages. Well, I mean, nobody's going to turn down a foot massage. Uh, well, then, from a droid. Then again, maybe. I still don't know how that works with a droid. No, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna end up with crushed feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty weak, but uh, anyway. All right, man. So that that's kind of fun. I'm interested to see how that plays out. It might be nice to to you know because I th- is there you might know is there an achievement for getting 100 kills while you have him out? We might have to look that up. I don't believe so. I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. All right. Yeah, might be kind of. Cool. Although I I just realized today I've got to go through and get a a yes a Wilson, uh dark side. Oh, I know. So I've got to start a whole new Sith warrior, Sith uh, counselor, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Good luck with that, dude. Um, that, that, yeah. that, you know, that plays into my other idea, that, like, you know, jump into 50. You've already got a warrior. 
you know, why not jump to 50 on a on a Marauder? I don't know. I'm just saying. I wish again. Yeah. So, so following exits been added to guild flagships, which I kind of forgot I had, I guess. Um, so the Republic uh, <laughs> can jump to Yavin, uh, Yavin 4, uh, Rishi. Looks like there's a couple cantina spots. Anyway, I just... They, I guess they've just been, they weren't there before. So I think that's cool. So I guess when, I guess this comes into play when they do conquest, they weren't able to exit there is what it was, I believe. Um, right. And let's see, they fixed an issue where players were not getting their utility points reset when the data had changed, resulting in players not always meeting the criteria for the utility setup they have. Uh, that just sounds like a bug, which is, which is probably good that they fixed. I never ran into that one though. Uh, a couple other animation fixes and some class changes, but other than that, Oh, and there was some stat changes on some of the devoted allies uh, sets. I, I didn't run into that. I don't know if you saw any of that, but yeah, I saw. I saw that they just did some stat changes on it. But again, it's, you know, if anybody listened last week, I don't really pay attention <laughs> to stats on gear. Sounds good, dude. Um, all right, so we're we ready for the discussion topic for this week's Swotor Absolutely. section. All right, man. Uh, so the discussion topic, as we talked, actually, we spent a lot of time talking about Cantina events last week. Uh, and sure enough, there was one in San Antonio last week. And one of the new things they're going to do, and I know a lot of the communities talked about this already, so we're not going to spend a lot of time here. But uh, what I really enjoyed knowing that I'm going to go to some of these in the future is that they're going to start doing reveals again or start doing oh, reveals cool. uh, at the cantinas just for the people there. Not just flash drives, not just, you know, Q&A, but actual something that the other com- the rest of the community doesn't get. Um and so this was this was pretty cool. And so this time what they did was Bruce McLean, um, he wasn't there, but uh, he did give them a le- – he penned a letter apparently talking about what was to come uh, up through spring in, in the game. So uh, you want to just – let's just run through this. Um, one, of the things, cool. one of the things he mentioned was uh, there will be a new stronghold coming. And it didn't specify what planet that was, so that gives us – that just makes it wide open I... to speculate. What do you think, buddy? What do you want? Well, I know. It, well, it's, it has to be a planet, obviously, that we both, that both Pub and M hit. I think what would totally make sense would be Hoth. All right. Have a nice little ice palace there and, you know, just be the exact opposite of the Tatooine one. Um, I just think it makes sense. It's a wide open planet mm-hmm. and there's so much you could do with an ice palace. You think it'd be like a similar layout with Tatooine where it's really wide open and kind of those little bunkers and that kind of thing. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with Hoth for sure. Um, you don't, you don't think they're going to do any of the more recent ones. I know a lot of the community has been talking about having Rishi. Um, it'd be cool to have a little pirate stronghold. Yeah. Anything recently, I think it would be cool to, um, have a Rishi stronghold and the, if they put it over like on the East boardwalk, um, where there's just that big, I mean, it obviously doesn't matter because when you leave the stronghold, it just takes you to a, to a certain point right. in the map. But it would just make sense to have, you know, a little stronghold over on pylons, you know what I mean? Out in the water. Mm-hmm. I, if they're going to do it, I think it would be cool to have that. And, you know, instead of taking an elevator down, like you do in drum and cost or, you know, it'd be kind of cool. You, you had a little boat that you took back across or something. Yeah, I'm down with that. Hey, you know what? I was just thinking, what if they had, uh, I don't know, with, with these, they're very good at adding daily areas, right? So what if we just, mm-hmm. if we were to get a new planet, which I just think would be cool to get like a Bespin 
or something like that, you know. Oh, um, Bespin would be awesome. And have a floating citadel in the clouds with hella windows, right? And then um, and then have a little daily hub or something, kind of like a CZ-198. I think that would be cool. I mean, I don't know if they're going to go that far, but I don't know. I'd love a, a, a you know, a Bespin or a, a Dagobah or something like that. Bespin or uh, I think Dagobah would just be really hard to do just because it's so crowded an environment right. but like Dathomir would be really yeah, cool that'd be sweet and you'd have to deal with witches and who doesn't love witches you know you'd have to deal a lot more on the, the magic side of the force as opposed to you know just dealing with you know kill counts and animals yeah. you know what I mean it's yep. just much different skill set you'd be fighting against well as far as planets we have right now um, like I said Arishi would be cool I don't know like Corellia would be cool uh what else do we have? Any other ideas for what we have already? Bell Savis. Oh, actually, and one of the things they're going to do is add, they're adding uh, the planet Zyost in April. I don't know if the right. Stronghold's coming sooner than that or not. I don't remember, but um, it'd be cool to have a, you know, maybe a Zyost Stronghold come with that. Yeah, I really don't know anything of the makeup of the of the Zyost planet, so. Uh, so let's talk about the new race. They announced the Togruta are coming and as we know if you're a clone wars fan i don't know if you ever did you watch all the clone wars no i'm i'm way behind on that yeah me too i always feel bad about that but then i just i don't know i've watched <laughs> the first season and then i just i keep watching other things i don't know yeah i uh, feel bad about it then i just catch up on rebels <laughs> indeed rebels is badass we gotta talk about that for sure um all right so anyway if you're familiar with the clone wars ahsoka um is a togruta um, they're kind of Twi'lek-ish, but they've got the, you know, tentacles coming down the front. Uh, and Sergeant I don't know. Rusk is a Togruta. Are you excited about the Togruta? Oh yeah. And Sergeant Rusk, you're right. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a cool little, you know, race. I think it just, it's too similar to a Twi'lek, you know, just in style. You know what I mean? And they're, and they're going to have the clipping cool. issues. It's, they're definitely going to have the clipping issues again with the headgear and what are they going to do as far as that goes. And I, I don't know if this is the best choice, but sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? No, it's fine. I think it would be... Uh, I, I always like the Gamorreans. Uh. <laughs> I don't think that would be a really easy one to, to play because they're not the, the swiftest of, uh, well, they, of And they don't of speak races, basic. But... That's what they're all hung up on. Because otherwise we'd have, we'd have a freaking... Uh, you know, uh, Wookie. a Wookiee by now, for God's sake. Everybody wants a Wookiee. Anywho. Uh, so, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super excited about the Tegruta, but then again, every single one of my tunes is a Chiss. So, <laughs> that's that's how I roll. Uh, so, You're weird. I, I am very strange. There's, there's reasons for it, but we don't need to go into it. Okay, so, uh, what race would you want? want um, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe some that speaks basic, just to, just for giggles. I'd love to be a basic speaking hut. hut. <laughs> and we know that's a thing, right? And yep. uh, a hut with a lightsaber. Oh. Uh. Exactly right with the, the little tiny arms. <laughs> and from the EU, we know there is one or I think there's one or two uh, lightsaber, you know, wielding. Uh, I don't know huts, but uh, that's pretty far fetched. But I would love that. Um, I don't know. What would I want? I, you don't have Yoda's race, but nobody even knows what that is. Because no, but they they've already put uh, at least two of them in the game besides Yoda. That's because true. you have the 
on the rebel side you have the uh, the one that is your mission leader for the uh, the two-parter equivalent of foundry and the other one right but then you also have the one that is part of the uh oh the jedi counselor storyline yeah. where you have to go and collect where you, all where the, you get everybody uh, the together masters mm-hmm. yep. exactly and there's one there too so they've they already have a, a precedent of having multiple in the game I think what I would that, want that both speak basic because of the way I roll in game and just kind of the theme I already have going on. I think I'd actually roll a Deveronian if if they had it. And there's a lot there's a lot of those Deveronian in the game too. Cool. So yeah, that's just my idea. All right, so a couple other things from Bruce McLean's M- Bruce McLean's letter uh story they're gonna basically pick up after uh shadow of revan expansion and and keep going and and one of the things they really focused on and this is exciting for us obviously i don't, I don't have the wording in, in front of me but and most of the communities heard this already but they're kind of going back after they've they've put in gsf they put in strongholds they have war zones and all this other stuff they're really kind of going back to story so for us the mm-hmm. solo player it sounds like they're really kind of kind of catering to us uh what do you think? What do you think's to come, or what do you think? Uh, where, do you, where do you think they're going to go with the story? Might as well speculate real quick. Yeah, any new story is good story for me, so I like that. It's for I mean, it's obviously got to center around the emperor because he's now been right. released back into the ether again. Of course. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, um, whatever. For those of you who haven't finished, you haven't yet. They, they've got. You haven't it. yet. Um, <laughs> anybody who's listening to this podcast has done it already. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's obviously got to center around the emperor. I think it would be kind of cool if it pulled into the story the uh, the companions for each uh, class that have connections to the Emperor. So, for example, huh. example uh, you know, um, uh, the old Emperor's Wrath, you know, Scourge, or mm-hmm. the Emperor's Child uh, for the uh, Jedi Knight, you know. There's almost with every single... Uh, class you have at least one companion that's tied into the emperor directly bring them all together in a cross class story which would be kind of cool oh yeah man i'm absolutely with you on that bringing in companions uh into the story again would get i mean i don't know maybe open up some new some new dialogue choices maybe expand their story a little bit i don't know people Mm -hmm. been people and you know and this is obviously very very far-fetched but people have been asking for same-sex romances with uh, with their companions, maybe this is the time to do it. If they expand, if they went the the route you're saying, I think that's good. Yeah, I think it'd be really hard to backtrack those abilities to the old story. True, but to be able to expand on it from now, like if they were just to expand, say, you know, because you know, it's a, um, affection is to get to what ten thousand. Yeah, affection with each one, increase it to fifteen thousand with a new part of the story and. It allows you to, to create the same sex. And, and granted, they'd have to bring the voice actors back, but some of them have already been back. So, I don't know. That's that's We're reaching a little bit, but you know, that's what speculation's for. Um, I don't know. I know some of the other community members would like to see this. Personally, one of my favorite, favorite characters from the SWOTOR universe is Darth Malgus. And, you know, one of the reasons why I bought the Collector's Edition was because of that badass statue that's sitting behind me. Uh I, I'd love to see him come back. You know, in the in the Star Wars universe, when someone falls down a pit, you know, uh, he's bound to come back. Yeah. So, uh, 
I think it would be great if they got Jace Malcolm more involved, especially since uh, uh, Theron Satil is has become a major character in the latest expansion. Uh-huh. I think it'd be really easy to bring Jace Malcolm into it. I'm with you on that. I'd like to see him come back too. Anything else on story? I don't know. I'm I'm just excited to see the story. More story is great for us, obviously. Absolutely. All right, so we talked about this last week. Uh, It's been hinted around a little bit. They did confirm there is a costume designer system coming into the game fairly quickly. I don't... Nobody in the community seems to know what the heck this even means. Some people are assuming, like (laughs) I did last week, that it's more, you know, you have an outer layer that's shown, and then behind the scenes you're manipulating your mods and stuff like that. Some people are saying that it's actually designing your own, but what do you think? Yeah, well, if they win with with the what you suggested, it really just makes every single piece of gear that they've made specific obsolete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yes and no. So I mean, it, I, it, 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 it does eliminate the issue that I have is pulling out mods and stuff like that. I mean, I don't think it makes it obsolete. Right, it just makes it so you can look the way you want to look. But what else? No, I agree, but if you if everyone chooses the way they want to look, then you know, they're not going to pick those, you know, formal clothing or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. But right now you kind of have to to do that. So, if they just allowed you to design your own clothing, I think that might be a good kind of happy medium. Yeah, we'll have to see what that is. I I don't know. A lot of people are speculating. I don't know if the system is I don't know if there is a system in place where you can actually design your... I don't know why they would call it costume designer. I don't know. Everybody's pretty flabbergasted by this, but we'll we'll just see how it goes. Um, I just want my damn closet and weapons rack. I hear you, man. <laughs> I hear you. We'll put it on the wall of crazy. Um, all right. So, Zyos, the planet Zyos, as we mentioned, is coming in April. Uh, I imagine that's where the story expansion is going to be. And then we'll have two more ex- uh, expansions by the end of the year, which is, I think, pretty ambitious. We're probably not going to get one until the summer. And then it's kind of speculated as the other one will be uh, towards the end of the year like this one was. Uh, but, yeah, right. expansions mean more story. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a level cap increase, but that would be nice to see, too. I think they'll probably do level cap increase on every other one like they've done so far. I mean, there was no... Right. I mean, I mean, we had three upgrades this year. I mean, we had the... Galactic Starfighter, then Strongholds, and then, you know, the, um... We had McKeb before that. one three point oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but McKeb was in 2013, that wasn't was, it? That was, yep. Alright. So, it looks... Yeah, so I'm guessing Zyos is gonna be near... Well, it says in April, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm really not sure, because it seems like they're kind of mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some more details soon. Alright, man. Uh, anything else we want to talk about that we want to see this year, or we just have we beaten the Swotor horse this week? I think we've beaten a dead horse. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the uh, next section of our show, which is uh, the Star Wars section. We got some good ones this week, man. Yes. I'm pretty excited about this segment. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, if you are listening to this still and you want to try SWOTOR and never have, our refer friend links are on the usualpodcast.com under the About Us section. Sorry, I forgot about that. All right, so discussion topics for this week. Let's start with a little Episode 7 news. So we both saw this thing about some drama around the next, or the one of the spinoff films, right? So uh, you got any details on that? Yeah, there's, you know, um, you know one major confirmed thing that happened recently was uh, that they uh, they got a new writer for the first spinoff that's being directed by, uh, by Gareth, and... Uh, that is that they signed on Chris Weitz, 
who is probably most well known for directing the first American Pie movie. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Um, he also was a screenwriter for The Golden Compass and one of the Twilight movies, but we won't hold that against him. Yeah, yeah um, we'll try not to. But he's a pretty pretty accomplished screenplay or screenwriter uh, across a wide variety. I think it bodes well that he has a good experience in comedy, especially since this is most likely going to be, I'm guessing, the Han Solo spinoff. Now, that hasn't been so confirmed, right? No. I, I, I mean, it's still pretty good conjecture, but yeah. I think it's... Like a younger Han, Han Solo. Solo just, yeah, like an origin story. Got and it. I'm guessing um, it's just going to make more sense, and there's obviously going to be comedy involved in that. So it makes sense to bring in somebody with some comedic background to, to write that. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Now, the other thing I saw, um, I saw this from ScreenRant.com uh, two days ago, that it looks like... Um, there's a rumor that one of the leads is possibly going to be Tatiana Maslawi. What? Maslani from Orphan Black. What? So You kept this from me, sir. excited about that. You kept this from me. I did. But, uh, you, you know, know again, I can't get enough of that show. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple more episodes the other night. So it's, uh, um, you know, it's it's obviously it's coming from ScreenRand.com and it's not coming from yeah. Lucasfilm or... or you know, anybody else, but you know, any kind of conjecture like that where they're obviously looking at new talent is, is good. So I, I really like her on Orphan Black. So I'm hoping it ends up uh, to coming to fruition because I really yeah. like her. And man, that girl can act. So that, that'll be, if, if that's true, I'm in. So, I mean, I'd be in anyway, but I'm in even more. Exactly. If that's Absolutely. Possible. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's the, the two bits of news that I have for, uh, for the spinoff. Cool. Um, I'm excited about the spinoffs. I, I don't know. Do you think they're going to do Boba Fett Han Solo like they think? Or, I mean, I know we talked about Han Solo already, but do you think the other one's going to be Boba Fett? It makes the most sense um, yep. because they're the two most popular characters that actually have had their backstories pretty much ignored by the cinematic universe. True. They've been dealt with in, in the EU, um, but since canon is completely you know, changed... It's uh, it's definitely something that they can expand on and and go into characters that people already have a, a huge fan base for. So it, it just makes I think the the best business decision because it's just it's money in the bank there. I'm with you. Sounds good to me. All right. Any other ideas for spinoffs that you want to see? Did we talk about this last week? No, we didn't. What? what? No, we didn't. Because there's going to be at least three, right? Those, right. Those I think those two would make the most sense. I believe it would behoove them to follow in the footsteps of DC and Marvel and try to pick a female-centric one. Yeah, for sure. So to go uh, maybe a Leia origin story where she's, you know, because she's a senator and an ambassador before the age of 18, before we even meet her in A New Hope. So I think that would be a really cool origin story. Or to um, have a an origin story, or to have a story based around Anakin's uh, apprentice from the Clone Wars. I think would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, Ahsoka would be good. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. I know some of the community members want, you know, Yoda and stuff like that. We're never going to get that. Um, I wouldn't mind. I know they really they go into a lot of it in the in the uh, in the EU, but I, I love me some Lando. I, I think that'd be <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. Uh, you know, he was uh, on Rebels this week. You know, and then that and then just like you suggested, he was he was in Rebels this week, and we we'll talk about that. That's for sure. Um, 
But what's exciting about that for me is if you're talking about like with what Marvel's doing, you tie that back in, you do the Han Solo one, maybe you do the Boba Fett one next, and then you do Lando after, tie that back in the Han Solo story. I think that'd be sweet. Okay, ironically enough, out of the, the, the possibilities you've discussed, the only person, the only character that I can say for a fact that I would love to have it cast by a certain person is Lando. That's true. If we had a young Lando cast by most deaf, that would uh, be awesome. That would work. He, uh, would, he would be the perfect young Lando. Are you listening, Disney? Disney. Hello. <laughs> Do you hear it? We just gave you your next idea. All right, man. All right. So the next story we have for episode seven is, uh, and this kind of caught me off guard. I saw this the other day, but um, Disney is going after suing someone. Who, who leaked a photo, what would you say, back in October? Yeah, it looks like it was back in October, but, you know, you and I are both not very big on spoilers. I mean, if they if they happen to come across our path, we'll take a look at them, but we don't actively go see, searching for anything not officially released from Lucasfilm and Disney. So Especially if it's story-based. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know this picture was out there in October, and evidently it's a, based around the the dark hooded figure with the, the broadsword lightsaber. And yeah. I'm like, the first time I ever heard about that character was when the teaser hit. And right. so it didn't really affect me at all, but it just, I mean, you kind of have to expect it because Disney is a very litigious company and protecting their, their, uh, their properties. I mean, you can pretty much look at the history of copyright law in, in the world in the 20th century just by looking at Disney lawsuits in uh, in order to keep uh, ownership of Mickey Mouse, yeah, um, because the the copyright laws have changed. I'm guessing at least a dozen times just so they can keep uh, Mickey Mouse out of the public sphere. So um, they 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 know what they're doing when they're they're holding onto their properties. Yeah, no, I'm all all for it. You know, go after them. Like I said, I'm glad I didn't see it. Uh, I don't. I never actively try to find out things. I'd like to go to the movies and be surprised or see it in a trailer. I'm in with that. But you know, if I hear something, fine. But I'll. You know, once Disney says it, then I then I believe it. So I'd say if I'd seen that picture back in October, I wouldn't have enjoyed the teaser as much. Well, exactly. And that teaser was amazing. Absolutely. All right. So we have. Uh, did we we did touch on this last week a little, I think. But George Lucas. Uh, you know, the community, obviously, the Star Wars community. They're pretty rabid folks sometimes um people are all up in arms about well on both sides i guess uh george lucas obviously came out and said his story was being ignored um whatever he sold to disney did we talk about this last week i don't believe so i don't think so um my my yeah my viewpoint on this is it's the exact opposite of the fact that disney's litigious right disney is also very good at story if it's not a good story they're not going to use it yeah so I mean, I think it it does Lucas less of a, a more of a disservice by bringing it up, because it just points to the fact that it wasn't a good story. Obviously, because if it was a good story, they'd be using it. Right, and you know, and and he sold the company. Once you sell the company, exactly, and especially if you sell to someone like you said, if you sell to Disney, they're going to do their thing, and they have not, they haven't made too many mistakes. And if we look at the Marvel universe, I mean, that's a. It's a huge thing, and they are, they're blowing it out of the water, so they're not going to make a misstep with something like the Star Wars franchise. I just, it's just not going to happen. It's just, there's way too much money to be made for them to not have everything planned out yeah. for years in advance. You know, they get this right. They literally have a license to print money for years. 
Right, and especially with Kathleen Kennedy right. uh, running the show, she has such a his- uh, track record of just you know knowing what to do. Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm not too worried. Neither am I. And if Lucas is upset about it, I know he's got four billion dollars, so I'm not worried about him. All right, last thing here. Unless you have anything else for Star Wars section, uh, we've got the Marvel Star Wars comic recently released. The first one uh, under the I Marvel know. banner, I, off a uh, of dark horse now. <laughs> This is a really interesting. I actually have never been much of a comics reader. Growing up, the comics I did read were ones that actually my mom had, mm. which were the Ripley's True Ghost Stories from the 60s and 70s and the Witching Hours. So oh, they're very right. supernatural based. Um, I was actually excited because my first trip to Comic-Con um, with you a few years ago, I was able to find a couple of vendors on the show floor that had the old comics. So I know that I can get them, which is very cool. Nice. Um, but I also just bought my first tablet, so I'm actually getting into the digital realm, which is big because Marvel's really making a big push for that. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited that Marvel's taking over the Star Wars universe again because, you know, they did have the original Star Wars comics back in the late 70s. Um, but this kind of touches on to another podcast that I've been listening to lately um, called Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men, which is fantastic. It's a husband and wife team. That uh, basically they started with uh, issue one of the original X-Men back in 1963, and they're following it chronologically, going all the way through. The last episode, I've been about halfway through their episodes, and they're up to the early 80s, I think. Oh, wow. So it's pretty darn cool, but it's really gotten me more involved in the X-Men history. Um, Also, I play the game on the mobile devices of, you know, Marvel Puzzle... uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, and oh, that's um, right. so it's very cool that you know I, I'm getting more used to the X Men and the other Marvel characters. Um, so I've been downloading a lot of digital copies of the Marvel back catalog and the X Men back catalog, and I downloaded the this new Star Wars uh, issue one with its I believe 52 variant covers, um, which oh, if I you know. haven't taken a look at them, they're very cool because they're all very old 70s 80s styles of. Like drawings of Skywalker and Chewbacca and stuff. It's very cool. Is it weird to want all of them? Uh, I I got all the digital copies. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think eventually the completion. I want them in my hand. In me. <laughs> yeah, it, I I mean, I, there's nothing like having a comic in your hand. Yeah. But um, it's definitely gonna have to wait till I get a job. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And I, you know, and I haven't picked, I, <laughs> I haven't picked that up yet. And I went to my local. I we have a, I live in a very small coastal community, but I actually went. We have a, a comic book shop here, and I know the owners. I, and some of my old students worked there, and so I went in there over the weekend, and I asked them about it, and they looked at me like I was saying talking a different language. I said, "You guys haven't heard of this comic? I'm like, can you get me a copy of it?" You know, I wanted it in my hand. I wanted to just get one that they had. That was all I wanted. But they didn't even know. They didn't even know about it. It was very sad. How do you have a comic store that doesn't know about a new Marvel series and it's Star Wars? Yes, don't get me started. So maybe he just didn't know. I'm going to go back or talk to talk to them about it. But I plan on getting I I probably will get it digitally. I tell you what, uh, I'm going to take between now and next week's recording. I'm going to pick it up, read it, and then we'll talk about it next week for sure. So. Yeah, I have I have it digitally. I think I'm going to run down. There's two comic stores here in in town where I am at, and uh, um, there's one just down. Well, they're both downtown, but one's more of uh, you know older comics and one's more newer. So uh-huh. I'm going to go to the newer one and just see if I can pick up at least one. 
yeah. cover if I can get a, a, a good popular cover for myself. And then, uh, you know, I have the digital one too. And yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Sounds good to me. Anything else for the uh, Star Wars section? No, that's it for Star Wars. It was a good week in Star Wars, though. All right, man, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Section three, we are in our geek and pop culture section. Take it away, yeah, sir. there's three, basically three things I want to talk about this week. Um, the first one is just going to kind of follow through on the whole Lucasfilm Star Wars thing we were talking about, is that there's a big rumor hitting this week that, I mean, it's been, you know, been percolating for a couple of months, but... Um, one thing a lot of people forget about in the Lucasfilm Disney purchase is that Indiana Jones is a property that was included in that purchase. Yep. So Disney now has property over the Indiana Jones stories, um, and they are looking at none other than Star-Lord himself, Chris Pratt, oh, to take over the goodness. role of Indiana Jones. Which, actually, I've talked to a few different people, and uh, about half are totally on board, and the other half are, it does not make sense. I, I want to talk think, to those people. I want to ask them how it doesn't make sense. It's madness, dude. Yeah, go talk. Go talk to Donna. Um, <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> she can have her opinion. <laughs> um, um, I think the way that it would work best is if they do it in the casting vein of Doctor Who, James Bond, Jack Ryan, where they just have they hire somebody in, and then you know when it's that person's time to you just constantly stay in the same universe yep. you don't really worry about time frame where they really that's i think that's where they missed the boat with forcing harrison ford to come back for, uh, for crystal skull because all of a sudden you're in the 60s because they had to age it because of how old he is right you know keep it all in the in the 30s and 40s and have them fighting the nazis all the time that's and just change think, actors right i mean you could go a little bit earlier if you want to do a, a little bit of origin stuff back when he was at the university of chicago in the 20s when you first got into into the archaeology, I mean, you don't want to go young Indiana Jones, but there's so much you can do with it, and you know, just easily change out the actors like you do in those other series. And it, I mean, George Lucas and, and Steven Spielberg have actually come out and said that their main inspiration for this were the serial Western adventures mm-hmm. from the 30s and 40s that they, you know, remember seeing at the at the theaters. So um, it just totally makes sense. I mean, if you look at the, like the old Tarzan serials um, in theaters, there were four different Tarzans, and yeah. you know it. It just makes sense that you can easily recast the character. So I'm really on board with Chris Pratt. I think he's hilarious, which is great because you know Indiana Jones is a funny character, and oh, yeah. I think he could pull off the pull off the physical stuff. So I, I well, I'm excited I, about this this rumor. And have um, you seen him lately? Oh, he can pull off the physical stuff. So this actually ties me into my next uh, discussion topic, which is uh, there were 13 trailers that were played during the Super Bowl yesterday. Trailers for movies right. coming out this year. And uh, and BuzzFeed had a, a countdown of the, the worst to best. And I'll, I'll just give a quick rundown on in a couple of minutes, but their number one was also my number one, is the trailer for Jurassic World looks look phenomenal. And All right. Let's stay there for a second, because when you're done with this, I want to talk about Chris Pratt again. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Chris Pratt looked badass in it, even though he was wearing a leather vest. That's all right. I'll I'll, I'll let him wear a leather vest. How badass are you that you can actually coordinate velociraptors Um, in an attack pack to join you? uh, So, Yes, I'm in. I I I think he can pull off a whip and a fedora. Yeah, I mean, come on. And that whip is kind of magical, right? I mean, whips don't even do those things Absolutely. half the time. So anyway, 
exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll do a quick rundown of the thirteen trailers. Um, you know, I won't say much. I'll just do the quick rundown. Is uh, number thirteen? They rated on. Fifty Shades of Grey. Hold on, hold on. I got yep. I got to backtrack. Okay. Back to Chris Pratt for a second. Okay. Right. I'm I'm in with him being Indiana Jones. Okay, for all the reasons that you said. Uh, and I don't know if you've if you've started watching the ne- the newest season of Parks and Rec, but I'm yeah no uh, I I don't know if you I don't even know if you like the show I love the show the wife and I it's this season is one of the best but Chris Pratt's back of course but you know he wasn't in the best shape back he's, in the day but he's in he's ripped he, instead of pudgy now yeah he's in uh, Star Lord shape and uh, it, it's it's still it still works it's pretty cool. But as a, as another side note, just as something that came up, I know you heard about this too. I think we probably heard about it about it in the same place. But and around the Super Bowl, see, all all ties it back together. You know when Chris Pratt uh, challenged and Chris uh, Evans, and Chris Evans uh, to whoever won the Super Bowl, they had to they had to uh, uh, you know go and spend the day, I guess, at their each other's charities. So. Uh, I imagine, right. you know, most people think they're going to go back and forth, but some of the memes and stuff on the internet are pretty cool about it. And there was a t-shirt where I buy a lot of my t-shirts on T-Fury that I need to pick up. It said Chris versus Chris and had the two helmets <laughs> and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty sweet, dude. So I just wanted, I just wanted to come back to that, uh, real quick before, before we get too deep. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. So, you know, Jurassic they're, World they're to me, really good guys. I got to say Jurassic World, I wasn't a big fan of what, two and three really, but I don't know. Jurassic World looks like looks like it's going to make a, a boatload of money and actually be good. So I'm in. So yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like they actually spent time on on developing the plot and yeah. everything. It wasn't all about getting money out there. So and these days, special effects that. are kind of a dime a dozen. Not dime a dozen, but you know, you put enough money, you get good special effects. But you got to get people with the story if you want to keep making movies. So, but I mean, still seriously, you go back and look at Jurassic Park in '93, and those mm-hmm. dinosaurs still look good. No, it still it still holds up. You know. You still have a, have a story to back it up. So, all right, man, back back to the list. Right. Let's do it. Back to the list. We're just going to do a quick down, countdown on most of this list. Um, number thirteen is Fifty Shades of Grey, which I will not be seeing. Nope. Uh, number twelve, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. I've actually <laughs> never been a SpongeBob fan, so I'm going to be skipping that one as well. Well, hold on, because um, I was a SpongeBob on. fan back in the day. And I, right. you know, my kids were in the room. I have a Super Bowl party every year, so we were watching it. And I was like, "Are they doing? They are doing it." And so I, yeah, it looks entertaining. I won't see it in the theater, but I mean, I'll def, you know. Yeah, you've got kids, so of course you'll watch it. Yeah. Um, number eleven, unfinished business with uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, number ten, Seventh Son, um, which uh, it's a dragons movie. Oh, you know, I like dragons. dragons and sword fights. I like dragons. And all that stuff. Um, Insurgent at number nine, which is the second in the Divergent series. Right. Um, the first one that I'm really excited about is Terminator Genesis. Oh, that which, trailer looked amazing. Uh, Arnold looks like crap, kind of, but the trailer looks amazing. <laughs> um, he looks just, terrible, didn't he? It looks didn't really he? cool. He Dude, looked I mean, really where bad. he jumps out of, what is it, the copter, and all of a sudden he's going head first in a dive down to the, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's like they're going... You know, Fast and the Furious with their outlandish right. stunts. Whereas Fast and the Furious is part of the story that they're outlandish. So, right, right. Um, I think my favorite trailer outside of Jurassic World was actually what they have listed at number seven, which was Ted Two. I didn't they see that into, one. I'm gonna have to watch. They it. sneak into Tom Brady's bedroom to get a uh, let's just say a sample of his essence. 
Oh, it's amazing. And they lift up the sheet so they can uh, take the uh, the sample, and it's uh, glowing gold. Because uh, <laughs> he's the golden awesome. boy. Uh, yeah, I got to see that. <laughs> I then, love uh, the first one. The first one was great. Absolutely. So this looks really funny. Um, number six, Minions, you know, spin off of the Despicable Me series. Well, that's going to be good. Um, of course, I have then, kids. I'm going to go. Absolutely. And then the top five, actually, I agreed with everything in their top five. Um, I I am probably going to lose my man card for this, but Pitch Perfect 2. Um, I finally wow. saw the first one. It was pretty darn funny. Wow. And Pitch Perfect 2 is pretty funny because it actually has Clay Matthews, a linebacker from the Packers. Can I ask a question? one of the singers. So. Can I ask a question? Yes. Um, I did see this trailer, and I did not see the first one. Um, there was some discussion about my house. Um, it's a comedy, correct? Yes. And they're spoofing well, off of acapella comedy. groups, right? Uh, I wouldn't say or, spoofing. It's actually based on a, on a, on a nonfiction book. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't seriously see the first one until literally, like, last month. <laughs> Two things. Well, I'll say three things. One, it's pretty funny. Stay with, Two, stay with Wilson, us, listeners. Stay with us. <laughs> Rebel Wilson is hilarious, and Anna Kendrick's hot. So there we go. Uh, I'll give you that, man. Uh, no, I just not my kind of movie, but uh, I, I won't make fun of you, dude. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm not going right. to see it. Number though. four, I know, is your type of movie. We're both looking forward to Tomorrowland. Oh my god, the new George Clooney movie based on the Disneyland. Um, area it, that looks phenomenal. Plus, it's um, um, I believe it's directed by Brad Bird, who uh, most people probably know from directing The Incredibles and directing uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Um, so that looks really phenomenal. Um, I think one of the breakout hits this year is going to be The Kingsman: The Secret Service. Oh yeah, it's like a young kids Bond movie with Colin. Um, Fair, uh, Colin Firth Colin as Firth. the head of the Kingsman, and he looks badass in it. He actually is having like Liam Neeson type fights in it. Oh, that's awesome! So I'm excited for this. Uh, this trailer actually looks better than any of the other trailers, and I've been looking forward to this movie for a few months now. Yeah. So I believe it's coming out in uh, February or March. When and I can't wait. When's Tomorrowland coming out? Because I really want to see that movie. Uh, Tomorrowland, I believe, is May 22nd. Oh, I gotta wait. Damn. All right. That's cool. So I really want to see that. Memorial Day weekend, I think. Yeah. Um, and then the top two are the two movies I'm looking forward to most this year. Um, well, besides Star Wars. Star Wars is yeah, come on. end of the year. Right. And Avengers is, I mean, the first part of the year. I'm looking forward to Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. Yes, I am a fan of the series. I'm with you. And I just think they're entertaining. <laughs> um, this is going to be a really interesting um, uh, Yeah. Because Paul Walker movie in the series for a few reasons because Paul Walker's dead, um, but also because it finally catches up to the end point in the storyline. Because as it is uh, previously, the latest movie in the series was actually the third movie done, which was Tokyo Drift, and so now Lucas Black, who was in Tokyo Drift, is in the next three movies. Okay, All right. so I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. And then we already talked about it. Number one, Chris Pratt and Jurassic World. Yep, badass. You know. Attack pack of Velociraptors. How how can you go wrong? No, I, when I saw that, I was like, well, I was in before, but now, I mean, I, I have nothing to lose. So, Absolutely. And so I got this list from BuzzFeed, and of course we'll have that in the show notes for people to go and peruse on their own and see all the trailers. Um, and then the, the last bit that I just want to go over is uh, the blog that I'm going to be having released this Wednesday, um, which is going to be um, 10 movies you 
10 great movies you probably haven't seen. Um, yeah. If you remember last week, I wrote 10, uh, 10 shows you, uh, you should be watching now. This is going to be a collection of movies from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. And, uh, you cool. know, kind of to just give you a little, uh, little preview of it, the, the oldest movie on the list is uh, probably going to be 12 Angry Men which oh. is a classic courtroom thriller from the 50s uh, starring Henry Ford and a whole bunch of other actors that you will recognize but don't know their names. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, a more recent one is The Red Violin from 1999, which is, okay. yes, a Samuel L. Jackson movie, but it's a classical music-based movie which centers around the providence, uh, provenance of a uh, specific violin. Brilliant movie made out of Canada and France. Um, it's spoken in, like, five different languages, and it's wow. been phenomenal. It actually won the Oscar for Best uh, Music that year. Well, I look forward to your list, man. Uh, last week's list went over really well. I know some of the people in, in my community and, uh, and and that kind of thing on the Internet were like, well, now I'm watching The Librarians religiously. So, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So I was getting feedback like that. So that was great, man. You know, keep them coming. Uh, you know, that's why it's called pop culture. we got to bring people in. We got to get you know some of Absolutely. these some of these movies and stuff shows people haven't seen. It's worth a shot. So, all right, man. Anything else? Nope, that's it for the uh, pop culture this week. Cool. All right, so we will give our contact information one more time. That'll be it for this week. So, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So again, if you have comments or questions or want to reach read reach or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, find us on Facebook at The Usual Podcast. Keep the likes coming. We like to be liked. Uh, you can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Give us a positive rating on iTunes if we're up on iTunes, which hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we are, in fact, on iTunes. And please like and share us on the social medias. Thanks again. And, uh, Will, what, you got any closing words, last words, last words, closing statements? What do you got, buddy? <laughs> last Anything? words, it's ominous. <laughs> um, no, that's it. We'll, uh, we'll just see everybody next week. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week.